you all good? Ready to go? All good. Hello, hello, hello. Alright, let me just get comfy. I like the lean. Yeah, nice and comfy. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Full Circle. Um, I'm starting it off by trying to get a, a, a bit of beef going by bringing on a, a co-podcaster uh, to, <laughs> to, to try and start some, some beef in the scene. Tom Wilson joins me. Hello. Hello, brother. How are you? Good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not bad. Thanks for coming on. You guys will also notice there is a, a, certain, uh, a certain person not here today. We have no Dan J. Lee. Um, hence why we, we've brought in Dan. He's uh, brought in Dan, brought in Tom. He's got... <laughs> bucket loads of experience compared to Dan when it comes to speaking new, on podcasts. New co-host. Yeah, yeah new <laughs> co-host. You're gone, Dan. Um, yeah, Dan's uh, Dan's not here today, but that's fine. Charlotte's still here. Say hello. Hello. Sorry, I'm just taking some photos. Oh, that's fine. Um, yeah, clearly clearly focusing. Uh, Charlotte's here as well, so don't worry. Um, we're not uh, we're not we're not all down on our on our look. Um, but yeah, we're gonna do some usual things. Talk about music. Um, play some unreleased tracks and etc. Get your opinion on it and um, all all that good stuff. So I think kicking it off, uh, let's go right back to the beginning. Um, yeah. I said to you before we started the the classic the classics uh, questions that where I have did, to ask. Where did it all start? Where yeah. did it come from? How did it start? Um, but yeah, let's let's do all that. Um, you obviously had loads of releases with us, um, especially like I think you had four last year, right? Um, I think yeah, three or four. Three or four, right? Yeah. Um, it's been a, a real big run, but to get to that point, there's obviously all the groundwork before. Yeah. Uh, how did you get into the EDM scene? Where did that inspiration to really pursue music first start? I think like initially quite. Like Avicii was a big influence, so it's mm-hmm. like his album came out back in the day. It was like I loved all that stuff, loved David Guetta and growing up, like all the mainstream like EDM stuff. Um, but I kind of this Future House sound came in. I loved Oliver Heldens, um, and then through Oliver Heldens, I found Kirby, um, and I found that Kirby was using FL Studio, and I was like, um, I saved up for a desktop, bought a desktop, I was like downloaded FL Studio, made the worst music you can imagine as <laughs> everyone does when they start. But like, yeah, just started making a few tracks on there and like showing all my friends at school and they were absolutely terrible. But that, that's kind of just where I started, just just from seeing other people produce like Kirby and being like, I just want to try that myself. I feel like Kirby low key, like actually has a bit of like a bit of a chokehold on that on that that like UK scene. Definitely. Yeah. Like like not quite not quite like the back in the day like uh the the garrick's influence or all like these these massive artists because there's been a few like people and obviously mm. a lot of guests we've had on here are uk based artists but there's always been that mention of kirby i think I, the, the thing is when when back then like the stuff he was making was just insane yeah like, you you have no idea how he made that like mm. back then it was absolutely insane it's just like i think everyone looked he was like the golden standard for like yeah. his production quality and all that and everyone looked up to him mm. so. and he, he feels like he was at the front of that sort of new wave like ju- yeah. just yeah, past yeah. like the people that you mentioned before um but then like at, at the forefront of like artists for like yourself to come up um yeah he, he smashed it and then he obviously had we released was it what you like um on ncs 10 that was it charlotte right what you like with the curb release. yes yeah. yeah which was an absolute an absolute banger um so you you you, you did the huge thing sort of got in got into the production when did you, when did you know like okay there's a certain sound i want to start uh, i want to follow here or um, this is something that I actually want to put in some dedicated hours to. I don't know. I don't, I don't think there was any like specific time where that sort of clicked. I yeah. just think naturally it built up. I think a big thing was like making some of the friends I have within the music scene. Mm-hmm. It's like they kind of pushed me towards the right direction. It's like people like um, Jomf and Persading and people like that. Me- meeting all of that group and then kind of just working on music with them kind of pushed me in the right direction. But I don't think there's any specific point that kind of yeah. where I realised. But I don't know. I just, I'd, I'd always made like I'd always tried to make house and then just one day I was like I'm going to try and make trap music managed to get on trap nation back then and like just from there I kind of progressed from that point if you mm. get me so yeah I think I think the we'll get onto like the, the sort of trap sound um later on because there's there's definitely especially on those last releases for the last few years yeah, been yeah. A real push for you and the sort of that cross-pollination of the of the <clears throat> like rap sort of trap sound as well which mm. is definitely <clears throat> excuse me like really prevalent in like the things that you've been releasing recently you mentioned there about um like uh, for Sadie, we obviously had on the, on the podcast. We spoke to Jake as well, yeah, um, yeah. who's who's a good friend of yours. I know. I think those kind of um, like the the industry connections, but they're actually personal ones, are so yeah, important. Yeah. I was listening to um, your podcast, Soundproof, uh, with Jonth earlier, and there's when you interviewed Dan. That's a proper a proper cross pollination. That, <laughs> that is like uh, really fl- flipping the script right now. Um, 
you, you guys were speaking about how important actually having those personal connections are. Yeah. Um, why do you think that's such a key thing? Well, so like, for example, if you message someone on Facebook and you want a favor, um, or you're like being friends with them and actually meeting up with them before that and being like making the effort to be like how you, like they put a name to a face then once mm. you meet up with them. So if you message someone you want a favor and you help them back sort of thing, it's it's kind of like, it's easy to do that. And once you have that personal connection with someone, it's so easy to, to kind of ask them for favors. They ask you for favors, you know, versus just like hitting someone up on Facebook and being like, can you, can you do this? It's like, once you can put a name to a face, it makes such a difference. Yeah, and it's I guess it's also like, I would imagine that, for people that like artists you've collab with or vocalists that you collab with yeah like it, it makes any kind of not necessarily disagreements like discussions about what what it might be that you're working on so much easier because it's not just a like let's change this and they're like no or they're like yes you you get that rapport to know how to communicate with them mm. i guess it's sort of like uh, when you think about artists that you've worked with um you mentioned aside in there like and uh you have like jack x uh m-i-m-e um those kind of guys what uh what is it about those collabs and actually having that relationship as a as a as a, as a i can't speak as a side to just being like can you sort this that really pushes that further it's like you can just be honest with people yeah that, that's the difference like if you're just trying to tread around not like being mean to them and being like i don't like what you've done here mm. it's like it, you, you're gonna get a worse product in the end if you know what i mean yeah the song won't turn out as good whereas if you can just be honest with someone and be like right let's jump on a discord call let's like think through this together we can we can work on this together it's like it makes that whole collaborative process way more fun and I think that's the main thing, like with music, especially it's like if you're having if you're having fun making it, it may like it just turns out better. It's like people are just trying to force it out. You can kind of tell some of the time if you get yeah. me. Whereas if you're working working with people you're generally friends with, it, it makes the like, whole world of difference. Like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, it's it's evidence of it in in tracks that you brought out. Um, we obviously we went down to Brighton like. When was it last year? Last year. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um. When we when we did zero gravity and went in that house and you had you all walk walk walking upside down, <laughs> um, which was that was a good day. That, that was a little, nice yeah. little hangout. Um. But again, like even things like that, when it's just a, a, an industry connection, it's it's nice to actually put a name to a face, 100%. put a face to a name. Sorry. Yeah. And um, yeah, know that like you're not just working with people in a professional sense. You're working with people that you get on with, um, for sure. Um. You've been all over recently. Yes. And you're you're about to make another journey again. Yeah. Uh, what's what's been going on in the world of Tom Wilson? So I've been I've been taking some time off music, but um I've just started travelling again. So I went to I went to Ultra um with the boys. Nice. So we went to Miami for, for two weeks. Um went went to a bunch of shows and stuff out there. That that was sick. So that was like yeah, that was Jake. Um who else came? Versailles. Uh -huh. Um he came as well. Um and a couple of the other boys, Ollie Walker as well. Um, and yeah, we, we just went to, we went to Ultra for three days. I'm trying to remember what else we did. It kind of flashed by so <laughs> quickly, but um, no, Ultra was insane. Like Madion, that was the best set I've ever seen in my life. Like honestly, it was insane. Garrick's at Ultra, that was so cool. Yeah. Um, and then Hardwell ending it. Wasn't personally a fan of that. Um, oh really? Bit of a controversial wow. opinion, but I did, I did want to watch the ending. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he headlined it. He, 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 was, he, how many days is it? So th uh, three days, and he he was the headliner on the Sunday. So, so was was those were those three the headliners? So Garrick's wasn't the headliner. Kygo was, but I that's mad. I know I did I didn't I didn't I actually mean, watch Kygo's massive, but I'm just surprised that Garrick's Kygo. So I didn't I didn't actually watch Kygo, but I heard he bought on like Fifty Cent and a load of other people. What it was <laughs> it was a bit random from what 50 I heard. Fifty Cent on a tropical house. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know. That's wild, really, but. No, that that was cool. But we, we were yeah, we were just at the um some of the other stages watching some of the dubstep stuff, so like Knife Party, um Joyride did a did a set as well. Yeah. That was insane. Like uh, yeah, on it honestly, it's probably probably one of the best best things I've been to in terms That's of events. So sick. I'm trying to think what else I went to. We went to like a we went to like a DJ Mag pool party, that was really cool. Oh class. Um, did you did you just stay around where the festival was or did you So we, we stayed on South Beach, um, which okay. is kind of just across from where the city is. Yeah. Um and it's kind of more of a touristy area. Um, but like that was where kind of most of the pool parties and stuff were. Oh, so. Um what else did we see? Um me and Jake went to see Lost Kings as well. Oh uh, nice. Uh, cool. that was that was pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I think L I V. But no, honestly, just the whole the whole Miami experience was really cool. Did they do it like like in a sense of sort of I imagine it's probably bigger on a scale when it comes to, to something like ADA, but is it that there's the the meeting side of it as so, well? From what I understand, there is. I personally, like, it's not, so, because AD is, like, so confined in really the compact. center. Yeah. yeah, you can kind of tell, like, you just bump into people. Whereas Miami wasn't quite the same. Like, 
I didn't really personally see much industry side of it, mm. but I think that's just because I wasn't really there for that this time. I was just there to kind of have fun. But yeah. um, some of the some of the guys we were staying with were off. Like they had like ten wristbands up their arm because they've been oh, to really? like a stupid amount of meetings. But I think the majority of like networking stuff was just happening at parties. Yeah. It's not not quite the same as AD in that sense. Do you um? I mean, I know you've been to AD loads of times, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Any massive highlights from there? How many times Ooh. you been? Because I've seen I, you through like Ellis, you've been there for like what three three times? Four? I think yeah, two or three times okay. I've been. Um I think the the first time I went to the Monster Cat event, mm. um, and I was aware of Mode Step, but I'd never seen their set. Um and they they came on and they did they like the, the intro was like this, um it was like a airline announcement. Oh what? But it was like an airline announcement saying open a mosh pit or whatever in the center. Oh, yeah. And we, we weren't so we stood up on the balcony just watching, but it was like we were gonna go off and watch Chammy because future house music was in the other room. Oh yeah. And it was like the same event. Um but that happened and we were just like, we've got to stay. Mode like, be sick. That that's like that's that was an insane set. Like, that's on a similar vibe to um like Maddie, I think, in the, in the, that because they, they do like live, right? They play like a bit of So I this this was a DJ set, this okay. one, but I I'm they pretty do sure live, they do they? some live stuff, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, well I mean we spoke about it before and we mentioned Fred again a load on, on this podcast. But um uh yeah, I've realized that I, I went to watch Fred like uh, a few months back and uh I bumped into Sam Day there, one yeah, of, uh, one of uh our NCS artists and yeah, he mentioned to me he was like that was the guy from Mode Step because on the Fred again setup there's there was him and then another guy like sort of DJing in a bit of mix, like yeah. filling in the gaps basically. And it, yeah, it turns out it was like the producer from Mode Step, and he's now like part of Fred again's live setup. Yeah, it's, just, yeah. it's crazy. But yeah, their 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 music is is nuts, and I think that's one where you you basically just can't really miss that. Um, but no, that sounds super cool. Uh, I think what's interesting with you, especially in the releases that we've had over the past like year or so. Is that consistent sort of style and branding? Yeah. Um, which again, you, you spoke about this on a podcast with I think it was the Clark's one. Um, I presume you've yeah, because Clark's okay. was doing all those. Uh, he he had a load of covers where he was doing that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping it consistent. It was like the cartoony type. Yeah, stuff, right. Yeah. Um, why do you think it's so important to have that established brand as an artist? I think I think like having so having like iconography in general as an artist, where someone sees something and they're like, "That's a Tom Wilson track" because they've seen that. Yeah. Um, or they even just recognizing your face or something like it's important to have that mm -hmm. um, because like that's how you establish your brand. You are your brand, in my opinion. Yeah. So um, I was just trying to, you know, keep keep a consistent style in terms of like not necessarily in terms of the music, but in terms of the way I'm presenting my music, like the way I put it out. So as you say, with the covers and stuff, um, I quite like doing that whole artwork style yeah um and obviously i'll probably develop that over time and change it a bit but if, if you can see that and be like that's a tom wilson track that's mm. kind of what what i want that to, to to achieve so yeah yeah i feel like there's there's the um especially with ma massive artists as well like your global superstars there's like the eras that people make yeah it's so like the weekend i think is a prime example of it like mm. all of his releases have like i mean he'll even like go as far as changing what his haircut is like, yeah yeah the next two years but i think yeah like you say having that def defined thing where people can look at that and go not not only is that it's like a tom wilson trap but you, you're in that sort of world yeah. you know what i mean it's like you, you you sort of feel like you belong because you're like oh look i've got these songs saved and it might be the smallest thing is that they just look a bit similar but it, i think it makes people feel really included and stuff yeah 100 percent. do you uh i guess there's like the conscious effort with that and we spoke we've spoken to for saying about um this kind of thing of like getting getting your getting your brand really solid in. Um, when you have like these people that you see returning and and getting involved in that world of like Tom Wilson, whether it whether it's comments that you get on like an NCS upload or people uh, more, even more like intense, like people DMing you and saying like you're, yeah. you know those recognizable faces. What does that mean to you to have I mean, like those? I guess they're like just super fans. It's just it's just cool. Like if someone understands why I've put the effort into kind of trying to make everything similar in a sense. And like, even if they just like one song particularly, um, it, yeah, it just means the world. Like just having one person, one, once you've released a song, if one person messaged you and they're like, I absolutely love your song. Like it's, it's my favorite one. I listened to it like 10 times today already or whatever. So nice to hear, so nice to hear. It's it's just the coolest feeling. Cause it's like, you don't you don't put it out specific, you put, you put music out cause you just enjoy making it. And it's fun to put out if you get me. Mm. I don't put it out just to try and get people's reaction in that sense but when you do get the reaction it's kind of it, feel, it feels nice to know that people like what you're making if you know what i mean yeah and i guess it's it, it's it's just a sort of nice thing to see like hard work pays off right 100 um, yeah, yeah it's like not not necessarily gratification but sort of just like oh 
what something that I'm really passionate about is resonating with like this person here. Do you ever like do the dive into like Spotify for artists or whatever and see where the where the random <laughs> like you know you got someone in the middle of Nova Scotia just listening to tracks? I used to I used to do that more. I haven't done that recently as much because like. I used to find it really interesting where all the people were listening for where it particularly was from. But I realized that correlates a lot to like what playlist you're in, obviously. Ah, yeah. Mm. So, um, but but my my thing more now is just like, just put music out. If people like it, they like it. If they don't, you've learned something. You know what I mean? I'm trying not to focus on stats and stuff as much mm. now. Yeah. For sure. um, and looking, looking at all that stuff. So yeah, that's why I've been a bit quiet. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, we'll get onto like um, uh, stuff that's in the pipeline for you. Uh, yeah, yeah. But I like to... Keep keep you lot waiting so that they uh, we can we can get some clip back. So they watch the end. Yeah, exactly. It's all about that watch time. We yeah, need that yeah, retention. Yeah. Um, let's take it like back rewind the conversation a little bit. Um, outside of the production stuff that you do, you obviously you have Tom Wilson and Tom Wilson. Yeah, uh, you've got you've got a life as well. We met, you mentioned uh, festivals that kind of stuff. What 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 do you do in your day to day outside of music? So. Um, at the moment, I'm working part time at Go Ape um, in Wendover. That's that's quite good fun. For anyone it? that doesn't know Go Ape, do you want to explain a bit? It's like, it's like a high ropes course, basically. So, um, yeah, get there in the morning. Um, we have to open the course. So, you pull yourself up a zip line backwards and then go through the course. And, like, it's quite good fun. It keeps you active. <laughs> you know, you walk like 15, 20 kilometers a day. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's like, a, it's a very social job as well. So, it's good. But,. It kind of gives me time to to work on music as well, if you get me. Mm -hmm. And if I want to schedule stuff in and go places, I can book time off easily there. So it's quite quite a nice job in that sense. Imagine being like getting in your studio hermit mode when you're like producing. Yeah, that's a really good thing to have a balance of because yeah. you're like, this is an active thing that I'm doing. Hundred you know, percent. Whereas like it happens to me if I'm like sat like I don't know doing whatever I'm doing and I'm at a computer and then we go into the office and I'm then sat at the computer again. I'm like, what? what have i done just sitting healthy. down all day you just feel hard. like because it's so easy to start working on a song or something and then eight hours later you're like wait i've just been sitting down all day or whatever and then mm. having having the balance of going out and doing something active is quite yeah, nice sure. you know i uh do you know what we we said this after we did the zero gravity thing in brighton yeah and then we found out on that day that you, you worked at go out why didn't we just go there <laughs> we could have got yeah. so much content we could we you could have done a, a, para, a parasail down off, off a wall you could have we could have reversed the video there were so many options but uh, it's fine it's fine it was it was really good uh, anyway that was that was cool um what was it like working uh, with jack x on that is it jack or jake i think it's jack jack there we go so. do you I'm... know what it is it actually is it definitely is yeah because he did the lyric breakdown and now i'm remembering that's the that's the intro yeah so it, no it was it was really good fun actually it was like um i, I found him through this random discord but oh, I, yeah, was, I was I was in a I was in a Discord group. Um, I don't remember how I joined it, but it had a bunch of like uh, like aspiring rappers and stuff in it. Yeah. And I someone someone who was like working with him or something else joined and showed me this thing, and I was just like, I quite I quite like I quite liked his like voice and what what he was doing. I was like, I think this could work on something. So I, I hit him up and I was like, Let, let's work on a track. Like he'd never worked on an EDM song. Oh, really? So I was like, let's work work on this. What do you think? Um, and it started off as more of like a poppy song, mm. but then I was just like. I've Got to make an EDM drop, haven't I? Um, <laughs> and it just kind of, yeah, it just developed from there. But it was, uh, we did a couple of Discord sessions just to kind of like, because um, it was kind of like the the vocal was a little like flat initially, mm. um, but because he kind of plays into the auto tune, if you get me, yeah, with, yeah. with the whole with it's the that whole sort sound. of post Malone vibe, right? Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is quite. It's like, um, so like I was going for something like Kid Leroy style, if you get okay. me. So I wanted that sort of sound, like, um, and I think he's very he's very influenced by him, but like, yeah. Yeah, no, after a couple of sessions, we got, got the final result, which was there. Um, and it, yeah, worked out super well. So Yeah, that tune was so cool. I think um, we said we were going to touch on it, so let's get into it. That Like the the trap sound that for yeah. you has become like a bit of a, not necessarily a synonymous thing, but the, the last few releases have been like in, in that kind of vein. Um, I guess apart from like Heartless, which we, could, we can talk about that as well. Yeah. I mean, you, you actually, we'll get to that, what you mentioned before about okay. Heartless, just because okay. uh, that's, that's a funny little, funny little bit. But <laughs> when it, yeah, when it comes to like the trap sound, and working on that, what was it that led you down that direction? And has there been any, I mean, we said you worked with MIME, who's a, a goat of the EDM rappers as far as it comes, but yeah. uh, has there been any like sort of highlights when it comes to collabs in, uh, in uh, that trap genre? Um, so I, I don't, well, so uh, I worked with Jagsy a bunch, so he was a good friend before. Yeah. Um, and we made a bunch of bunch of songs together just for fun. Um, and I think kind of like my development and my style comes partly from working with him. So seeing what he's he was doing and kind of, um, doing that in my own way because he taught me a lot about like creating trap instead of mm. the stuff I was making before um but I, d I don't know the the I think I think that run for your life is one of the the tracks that I'm 
is like most complete in that sound. Like I've really, everything in that I was happy with like 100%. Yeah. Um, same with Zero Gravity. Like again, like that was just the, the pinnacle of that sound for me. Mm. Um, but I, I don't, I don't really know what initially re led me down that route. I just kind of naturally progressed into wanting to make something different. Yeah. Um, and just over time developed, developed my own sound within it, did it different ways to other people. But I think there's this very, within trap, a lot of people like to make like quite, it can sound quite messy the way it's mixed and coming from house, I always wanted to mix stuff like super clean mm. and that didn't always work, but I still like, I think that was one of the things I w wanted to kind of do when I made trap was just kind of, make like super clean like future based trap sound yeah. songs like and then yeah the the rap influence just kind of naturally came within time and just worked with that sound so yeah no I mean, I mean i think i think that yeah they do go really hand in hand and it's it's interesting that you touch on the like the sort of almost uh like like the gritty sound that that most trap and outside of like edm trap like say like rap trap yeah, um, yeah. like that kind of sound is, is very raw um, what did I say then? Rap trap. Rap trap. <laughs> <laughs> trap rap. Um, yeah, it's, I guess bringing that sort of the, the house production to that yeah. and knowing more about like mixes and more about how to actually make those tracks sound cleaner is where it really goes hand in hand with that EDM trap. Yeah. Uh, it, it works really well. Um, who's been your favourite collab? Ooh, that's a hard one. Yeah, or some, no, maybe not your favourite, some highlights. I think, I think the highlight overall has to be Heartless because that was just... I, I commented this on the YouTube video actually that we made that in basically three days. What? Um, so we we literally we left it we left it till the last minute. So you guys have posted about this in the Facebook group, like we want all these clubs. <laughs> we left it till the last minute to start it. And I think I can't remember who started the idea. I think it was um either Fasading or Rude Lies started the idea. And they just like we we literally had three days to make make this song. And it just it was so cool because it was that collaborative process, but it was just all of us like as friends, just like Make, make yeah that that has to be the highlight as like a collab overall yeah. just working with all my friends but um i don't know i don't i don't really have a specific one i like definitely got like working with jomf yeah um so we've only put out one song together but we made a lot of stuff before where we haven't released it and there's potentially some other stuff coming mm. um same with Jagsy, love working with him. I think well, our style is just kind of, we just naturally click when we work together, if you get me. Yeah. So, but yeah, just any, working with any of the boys, just good fun, so. Yeah, it's, it's, it comes back down to what you mentioned earlier with like the, the personal relationships. It makes those kind of things so much more easier and, and like something that you really want to do because it's like, it's your mates that you're yeah, working yeah. with. Um, Heartless, uh, you said before we got on, because yeah. we when we had, uh, when we have Fasadin on um, a few weeks back, he mentioned about uh, who did what on each of the drops and we okay. were trying to test Dan's knowledge. Apparently, that's not what you think. Well, I'm right. So I I think he got the drops right, but I don't remember exactly who did what where because it kind of happened so fast. So it's like the first drop I know is Fasading and Rude Lies. I know they both made yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. The second drop I initially started writing, Versailles finished off and then Domastic added some stuff. Jagsy worked on that one as well, but not as much. He did more of the breaks. Yeah. And then the last drop was Jomf and Magnus, from what I understand. Have I missed anyone? I don't think I have. You sounded, that sounds, that was a confident execution on I, that. I think that's the way it was, but it happened so quickly. So <laughs> I can't, I can't quite remember properly, but I think that's how, what it so was. So how many were, how many of you were on that track? I think there's eight of us I, in total. That was the biggest uh, collab we had out of all of yeah, the mega yeah. collabs, right? Yeah, I mean, we 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 spoke about um, the NCS ten thing. We need we need to do more of those like big collabs. Mm. Um, I think that's that's well, like it, that one started off with less of us doing it, but then we were just like, let's just get all the boys in, let's just keep adding names because it was just. Fun, it's that it? that yeah. last drop we were like nerding out about because they, they just all three of them, and it's what Dan mentions. He's like, he can hear diff the different artist sounds. And yeah. like, obviously, he's he's so involved in like the the listen of the tracks that we sign and that and it's it once you know the artist that well and the sound they produce you can really like pick that up but yeah that one that one was nuts and you guys had the um the we did we did the different colored circle then right yeah the three You're tired yeah I, I am actually Charles, <laughs> um, pink white and green right yeah yeah, yeah. the fir the first that's the first ever right on NCS. yeah yeah um that was a yeah actually we're we're recording this earlier than we usually do so if I mean I think my energy's still here, but Charlotte Charlotte's fallen asleep off camera. Uh yeah, <laughs> it, it's hard being off camera because you could you, you could have come on today. Feel, well, you you didn't want me on. Yeah, um, let us know if you ever want to see Charlotte, or we can <laughs> make that like a when we hit like thirty million subs on this channel. Special. <laughs> <laughs> soon come, soon come. Um, all right, let's uh let's let's loop back round to the to the music um because it's the most most important stuff. Um, I think with something like Heartless, there's loads of elements of different people on it and luckily you guys are friends enough that you can manage those times yeah, yeah. But i imagine that you've uh, 
come across circumstances where a, a track hasn't quite worked, where you've gotten a bit of that rut. What do you do when you're when you're struggling in those moments to try and whether it's motivate yourself to produce, whether you're getting stuck on a little sound? How do you try and get past those? Um, so I would say uh, in general, like when I get stuck, like so my music in general, like how I'm feeling about me, it kind of just goes in circles, if you get me. Okay. So I'll go for a phase where I'll have like a month or two where I'll make like five or six songs and they're all stuff I'd want to put out. And then I might have months and months where I just cannot make, I'll just sit down and I can't make anything. Yeah. So like what I do in that time is kind of focus more on the technical elements that I can work on, like mixing, like sound design, like just finding good samples, all that stuff. Um, and probably I'll make some terrible ideas within those <laughs> times as well. But um, I, I think just when I get into that mood where I know I can't produce, I will go and just go on Discord with the boys, you know, play some games instead. You're um, on Discord a lot then, right? We're on Discord a lot. So we, yeah, we have a we have a Discord group called the Boovie Boys. The uh, what? Boovie Boys. Jesus. So I, I said Booth wrong once before and I said it was Booth and it's kind of stuck as the name <laughs> of our Discord. So we've, um, yeah, all the all the boys are in there and we, we just go in there and chill and it's kind of like, it, it's nice because we'll, we'll critique each other as well with like music. So yeah, if yeah, something's cool. not great, someone will say it, but they'll, they'll say it in a constructive way if mm. you get me. Um, and we, we can always, we can all take, criticism from each other if you get me yeah and it's it, quite nice it's healthy to be able to do that outside of like them anyone being your friend like having people around you that are just going to tell you something's great all the time when in a lot of cases it, it might be but yeah that's not a super healthy thing you need no, to be able it's to it's, it's like especially with music as well like everyone everyone makes bad songs down there you know like even even the best producers will make terrible stuff and like for someone to turn around and say okay I know you've just spent six hours on this, but it sucks. It's kind of like, it's kind of helpful because you know you you can move on from that and work on something else better if you know. I find that I'm, I like really get stressed at those kind of things. If I spend like, let's say hypothetically, if I spent like a couple of, like, <laughs> you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, I know. If I spent like a few hours like doing doing like a bit of content and then I send it over and like somebody just goes, it's not good. Yeah. And I have to, uh, I'm have to very picky, but. Nah, you, nah, to, to re realistically, you, 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 you're right. <laughs> well yeah i am so, i'm always right so it's fine <laughs> um uh, yeah yeah dealing with with criticism is a is a, something that people have to really get used to i guess especially any creative industry you got oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, especially when like everything's opinion based yes so difficult well it's, yeah it's just like you gotta surround yourself with people that you'd like trust their opinions of yeah. as such like so work with work with people you can like respect as such and like they'll do the same back so yeah for sure um on that sort of vein of like dealing or knowing how to manage criticism there's a, a lot of like uh, messages we get whether it's on socials or like just in comments that will be like oh, I've, I've submitted my track to 10 labels yeah for the last two years and like nothing's landing uh, it's not working you spoke about it before um, when we did the little artist Q&A about yeah. if something's not quite there maybe just like start putting the music out for someone that's really trying to break and get their first their first um release whether it's label or whether it's independent um what do you recommend is there is there a way to go about it so um i've i've always had different tactics so like my way of initially getting signed to ncs i went to dance fair one year um and was I your had, first release with us yeah well uh one of my first big releases was with you, you did did you you did just submit on enter right was it enter? I think Enter came after. Oh, okay. I think Enter came after. Um, but I did quite a lot of stuff with Enter as well. But I went to I went to dance fair with a couple of demos, and I'd already met Dan at somewhere before. I can't remember, but I just remembered him, and I, I was waiting all day. I went and showed showed them the demos, and that was the only demo on the day that they actually got signed. Oh, really? If you know what I mean. So I went, as you said before about personal relations. I went in person and made that effort to show it to them. Uh -huh. Yeah. So it's like if you have if you have an opportunity to do that sort of thing that's really helpful like trying to get to personally know someone and show them your demo and then like but like when you do that you've got to be confident that it's something that's going to fit them so like when i was making a song before i'd very much cater the song to a label so look what they're releasing try and ah. work your sound around that like the like singer i got on that song for example i knew dan already liked so i got him on that who was it with so joe, joe garrett ah, i knew it would so have been joe garrett yeah yeah I did, he's I, getting a lot of airtime. i think that's three podcasts <laughs> in a row yeah. joe garrett as we mentioned i did i did that on purpose i <laughs> got him on it and yeah it got it got signed um but yeah no it's just like just if you desperately want to get on a label cater the song to the label and mm. just make sure the quality's there reference it to the songs that are already on there um but my way of looking at that now has very much changed having signed signed quite a few songs with uh, labels um and stuff so like 
I'm kind of looking at it now like I'm just gonna make the music that I want to make, mm. and if labels like it, they like it. Mm -hmm. If not, I can do other stuff with it. So it's kind of like I think it depends. You got to look at where you are in your career and what you want out of it as such. Yeah. Um. So if yeah, if getting on the label is the main thing, then that's a good way of doing it. Like, have yeah. you ever self-released? I personally have never self-released. So I did. I did a lot of like remixes and stuff, which I pushed through SoundCloud mm -hmm. um, and then got them on the, like bootleg ones. Yeah, yeah. So I got them on stuff like um, Trap Nation and stuff okay. and th things like that and then pushed push them out. But I've never properly self-released. Um, I don't know. I don't know why, really. I just just always have signed stuff with labels because it's kind of comfort zone. But I'm getting to the point now where I probably would consider a self-release, but it would have to be the right song. Yeah. And I'd have to know like I will. I don't want to put something out and for it to just I, it wouldn't fail as such, but like I'm used to a certain level mm -hmm. of. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean. It's, it's just like when, once you once you have that like sort of threshold. Yeah. Anything below it, which is which is a, a shame really, because it might be that a track actually still does in incredibly well. Yeah. But um, yeah, that you, you I guess you develop that personal threshold that's like this is what a track should be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah, I guess I guess it's that's harder if it's just a self-release, right? But it's it's always good to experiment. So like, if you wanna, if you desperate, if you think a track's really good and no one wants to sign it and you really want to put it out, I would rather self-release it than waste it, if you get me. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think that is definitely an option, always. Mm. So yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a big it's a big moment because uh the pressure's on Charlotte. I know I'm really nervous about this. It doesn't matter if it does if you if you if it doesn't happen. Uh so yeah, usually usually we get to the point in the podcast about where we're at now where uh where Dan will play some upcoming tracks okay. um, or and ones we've had uh, released. I mean, and Charlotte is now in charge of it today because I'm not going to know enough things to be able, be able to do that. What we're going to have to lean on you a little bit here, Tom, is if there's anything in the production of these tracks that you that Ooh. you like, uh, get yeah. get your ear in because okay. Okay. between me and Charlotte, I don't know how much knowledge there is. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I won't be able to comment on, on a single thing. You can just... Uh, um, what, we got them? So, Kajama came out at the weekend, Kajama's EP. Um... So I shall play some bits. <laughs> no, Kajama's crazy, man. That was yeah. sick. He that's has um, we, that's a little bit like what we were saying about the trap stuff earlier. Obviously, that isn't the trap sound, but like the uh, that like grittiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like that UK sound, UK baseline. That yeah, that yeah. stuff will go off here. That like Kajama's killing it at the moment. Yeah, yeah. When uh, it was it was alone. I think he said has just been yeah. like, flying in, in like any any events that he's done. No, that uh, so that's the whole EP. What's the name of the whole EP? Alone. Alone is so the, the EP. track is alone, and then the EP is called mm. Alone. What else we got? And then yesterday we had pressure from Perk, Piatrek, and Abstract. Oh, Abstract's been on the run. You listen to Abstract. Sounds good. Ooh. I didn't expect it to go melodic. I no, it went melodic then. I was expecting it to like stay where it was, and it that's kind of the moved. kind of that's thing that he's cool. really brought. Yeah, um, yeah, like heavy melodic. Yeah, sound. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like proper, like um, almost like bitter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, really individual sounds, but then that's that melody that keeps running through it. Um, yeah, he, he smashed it. I don't know. I don't know if you you ever you ever spoke to him before. I've no, I've never spoke to him. No, could, but I've I, heard I've heard a few of his tracks. Yeah. Yeah, he's um he's been on a, a serious run like from last year, especially when mm -hmm. like, releases that he's had with us. I think it was you the first release he had. Yeah. Um, what's Which the name I of that, love one? that one? What's the name um, of the one? Pressure. Pressure. Um, and Pert Pietrick, uh, he obviously did um, Running Away as well uh, yes. with Shire. Um, yeah, that, that he's been on a, a super killer run. I'm struck, so smashing it. And then the track out tomorrow is. <laughs> You're on your year six DJ. <laughs> <laughs> the Arcturians and Defunk Emotions. I'm getting a bit. <laughs> 
Whoa. What is that? Got a crocodile? Yeah. <laughs> what genre is that? That's like sort of drum and bass, right? That's drum and bass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, that's, that's quite heavy, man. That's very heavy. That yeah. was sick. That one's good. I like that. Oh, yeah. What's that, that random little noise in it? I, I love those kind of things. Like, especially when, I mean, as, as NCS, the majority of artists that were released are like producer artists like yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's really cool to like, I guess the difference with like it's almost like a like a vocalist doing an ad lib mm. where it's just like a random little noise. I mean, you guys had that. What's that little vocal you had before the drop in Heartless? Um, bassline gonna yeah yeah bassline yeah. gonna make man drop yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. that I know. <laughs> it's like that you get you get that freedom as like a producer artist to be like, I love the sound of this door closing. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna see how I can make a track out of that. Yeah, which is super cool. Uh, what else are you working with? So upcoming tracks we have Zach Mercy bounce. Zach Mercy's back again. What, what, I don't know if uh, yeah. if you've noticed this, but so we we play some of these upcoming releases, okay. and we'll only play like as much as we have then, yeah, like thirty seconds or so. But people will rip it, okay, from the podcast. Mm. Rem- do the best they can to remove our voices and be like upcoming NCS release. Yeah. So, so we we should talk over the. We whole should do our thing. best. Yeah. But also, if you're listening to these and you like them, you should go and pre-save them. Uh, oh, yeah. you know what? Why don't Why we do put, we put the, the pre-save, pre-save links? See, so he's a podcast pro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, okay, so Zach Mercy Bounce, Feet Nieko. Oh, yeah, nice. I think they've worked on Shop together. Yeah. yeah, which was very different to what normally Zach Mercy does. Yeah. I got okay. a bottle of Patron and some light sauce. Two red devil looking eyeballs. Can we go in a bit? That's it. Yeah, that's all you're getting. There's that again. That's that kind of the melody that keeps running through. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't know when it, if if it's like this when I mean you're heavy on the melodies when it comes to your tracks, and I, a lot of that comes from the vocal, I guess. But yeah, yeah. Do you um do you ever have those kind of things in mind? Like you sit here, that then that had that like running through the drop. Mm. A lot of uh, a lot of artists I've spoken to have sort of said that they will get hooked on that idea. I think Culture Code mentioned it with make make me move. Yeah. Um, do you ever like have that one little thing that then you're like, this is the spine of the track? Yeah, so you'll, you'll either find, so it's like a lot of the time, a lot of the older stuff I did, it was like, I'd find like a vocal chop or something and then you'd like put an LFO so you'd like filter it or like make it sound choppy, like something mm. like that on it. And then you'd be like, this is it. Yeah. And then if you can build a vocal around like a, so like if you, the vocal hints at like the lead melody as such, yes, that sounds really sick. So it's like, I did a song back in 2019, which was on Enter, and it's called In Your Eyes. And the vocalist, she followed the like vocal chop thing I had oh, in the drop cool. in the bit. And it, the honestly, like, it's my best performing track. And I think it's because of that reason. It's that it's super, like, super, it's like, like, it's almost catchy. in your face. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That sort of thing works super well. Yeah. I'm actually breaking my rule of just SoundCloud <gasps> because I can't find these on SoundCloud. Um, right, we'll do I'm one doing. More. Well, I'm, do- I'm doing two more, okay, actually. Cool. Um, it's, she's, she's in charge. <laughs> Born and Aria, One More Try. One more try. Which we've had loads of Aria this month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This year, I believe. I'm just going to go in. This is going to have some melody. I've been here before so they're going to rip it. I, I, are you the one that I try? Soft bit before, like a, a big drop. Oh. Oh. Yeah, All right. Right, that's, that's tight, man. That's all they get. That's very. That's cool. really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you? I mean, that, to be fair, that I mean, it's definitely not not like your kind of sound. But there's that um, there's the elements that you have it in the in the zero gravity drop, like. And I always speak about this in the podcast, like the uh, the gaps that people use, I think are so important. Yes. Like, the, you know, the little breathing moment before like that drop hits. Where it kind of sucks back in. Yeah, yeah, just, exactly yeah, that, yeah. exactly that. I guess the use of space is so important as opposed 100, to... 100%, right. yeah, yeah. Um, we got one more? Yeah, so I'm going to play um, Roy Knox's track <gasps> with Tetric Space, oh, which man. is like huge in... Um, in the comments at the moment, isn't it? Everyone's yeah, really are, excited for it. I've, I've seen this on Roy's story, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? He, he went to, uh, didn't he go to 
Tetris-based wedding or whatever. And they like, played it. What? Really? Played it. I think I saw it on his story, something like oh, that. Oh, we've like, got to find like, that. Yeah, you've got to ask him about so that. So funny. Yeah, that should be That should be the promo video. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, yeah, that would be so good. <laughs> so only a tiny bit of this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's been obsessed with this track. We have to make sure we speak over this NCS exclusive. I wonder if that's, I wonder if anyone's wedding, other than that one, has ever had an NCS track played out. That's oh, got to be uh, probably. Someone, someone emailed me the other day asking if they could use our music oh, for, for a wedding. wedding. Oh, yeah. that's so sweet. I said, send us some clips. <laughs> the content. Right, I'm going to go in a bit. Yeah, don't give it like... Oh, that's it. That's, that's it. All. That is all that you're getting. That's that's a banger. That's is there is there a way to make you know like how like sort of it's like really euphoric. Is yeah. what is it that makes something sound so massive like that? Partly. So with that is partly the way he's written the chords. Okay. So that's a big 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 part of that. Like he'll it sounds like he's stacking them up quite, okay, quite nice. big. But like that massive sound he's got is just like stacking layers, like adding like unison, making those saw. I think it's saw waves that you do mm. that super big like. But the way he keeps it clean and like tight is super. He, he's he's so good at like, that. Yeah, and like, I guess it's like uh, what you mentioned earlier with like um, having all, all a lot of elements, and then uh, you did it with when it comes to like the trap song. He's like actually trying to make the mix sound really clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a very good skill to be able to it, add so many things. And it still depends. So like when you mix something down, you'll either go down more of the commercial route, or with that, that's like he's gone for a punchy route. Mm. But like still being able to mix in a certain way and keep it clean is super impressive. Like that. That sort of mixing is, I still find impressive. Like yeah, I, I couldn't do it quite like that. Like, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you guys have been raving about that song, so hopefully, <laughs> hopefully the hype's still there for that one. Um, do you have any like specific production tips? Whether it is just uh, uh, like you said, how Roy might make the mix sound. I, d I don't, I don't really have anything specific. I'd say, I'd say, learn what stuff does, and then learn why it does it, and then once you know what stuff does, you can break the rules if you mm. want to try different things so like i know a lot of people say when they make electronic music it doesn't <laughs> it's, i've got this water bottle so you're gonna there's gonna be a few occasions through this episode it's it clicks really loud i could just asmr it and just have this clicking open we could just leave it open yeah but I'm, knowing me if i yeah, leave it open i'm true. knocking that all over this lovely set that we've got sorry tom carry on <laughs> i've lost my train of thought now what was i saying um oh yeah so yeah learn what you're doing and then from there, you can break the rules as such. So people say for EDM music, it doesn't really matter if you're following the rules completely. But if you know what stuff does, then you can break the rules in a good way because you're like, you know why you've done that if you get okay, me. Okay, cool. So, but um, a big thing with a lot of my tracks before was I would bust literally the majority of elements to one kind of one, but well, like one track. I hear that, but um, what is what is busting? Is that so it's just kind of sending multiple tracks into one other track. Okay, cool. So it's yeah, kind yeah. of like grouping them into one one track, and on that track that I'd bust it to. I'd put an LFO, so it's kind of like a volume filter almost. Okay, and it's cool. just kind of like making it sound more choppy. So it's like when you'd have that, it's like in Run For Your Life, you've got that kind of A and B section you've got kind of like in the drop where it's like cool and responsive. So you've got that section where it's like sustained and then I'll automate it where this LFO comes in and it okay. gets more choppy. And I found for me, that was a way to make stuff tight quite easily. Mm -hmm. Like it mm -hmm. made, made the sound come together tight and it was also unique. Um, but it's just like just finding effects and stuff that you can add on top to kind of bring bring like a new life to different sounds. You yeah, know? of course. Just finding different ways to make it unique and just trying out of the box stuff. Yeah, um, and seeing I think how that's, it goes. that's but a good thing. Yeah, there's there's nothing specific. Just just have fun with it, you know. How much of what Tom just said? I've got to say that went straight over my head. To be honest, I was just like, I'm not even going to try and understand. I, I, I picked up enough. I think living with people that produce, I think yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's enough there. That's why I was nervous about when we were playing the tracks. So I was like, oh, Dan, Dan's not here to say syncopated or whatever yeah. it is that he usually says. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's super cool. Um, let's talk about Soundproof. Charlotte, we've said this to you before. Charlotte's a massive fan I of Soundproof. I am a podcast. huge fan. You guys, you guys have right. stopped it for a while now, right? So, right, we... So the, the, the initial reason I started Soundproof was I had to do a third year uni project where oh, I kind right. of brought everything together um, and used all the stuff I'd learned. And I thought Soundproof was a great way to do it because I, I could incorporate music into it. Um, and obviously jump on it as well. We're like best friends. So it's just good fun to talk every week yeah. and do that sort of stuff. But we did, we did something like 13, 14 episodes, I think. Yeah. And then it just kind of got to the point where it wasn't working with our two schedules and we weren't quite- Where's he based? So he's based in Sweden. Okay. He's in. Oh, okay. Um, he's he's not in Stockholm. He's in like a city, just a, like an hour or two away. Okay. Um, but 
no, it ju it just didn't work then. But I think we've been talking about it. So I was when I was in um, when I was in America before. I went and stayed with Exod for a couple of days. Oh no! So I crashed at his place, and he was saying he'd listened to it before, and it was cool and stuff. And we we should restart it on all of that. Um, so like I I'm, I'm thinking of like bringing it back, but I would do it slightly differently if I did mm -hmm. it now. Um, and also the thing was then my com my computer didn't have a graphics card in it, so it would take like two or three hours to render, which would drive Dude, me absolutely don't, insane. Don't don't <laughs> start on render times for podcasts. Yeah. Oh god, it, it stresses me out, man. It's, I've got a graphics card now though, so I could do it more easily. It won't, <laughs> it won't take ages, but yeah. No, I think I, yeah, I don't I don't really know why we stopped it. It was just, it was good fun to do when we did it. Yeah. So well, Charlotte was a massive fan. Yeah. yeah. yeah you've yeah. said that many times. <laughs> yeah, but no, you were a massive fan. Oh, I girl. did like it. I thought it was good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think uh, there's there's probably like so I reckon soundproof had some somewhat uh, somewhat apart from Dan wanting to definitely do a podcast at some point in his life and me needing an excuse to be able to speak because otherwise I'm just going to talk outside of being behind this mic. Soundproof definitely had like a little bit of an influence I reckon on us being like want to do a podcast. I think so. You yeah. were listening to it and then and then we started it. And you said you did about I think we're probably around the same number of episodes as we yeah. as we hit this one. You had some cool guests on there. You spoke to. Um, Malarkey, I know, um, yeah. beautiful guy. Mofork, um, Versailles, who you've mentioned. Yeah, um, um, we had Retrovision on as well. Oh, nice. Who else? I can't, we, yeah, a bunch of people. Obviously Dan. Yeah, um, Dan. I was just pointing at the empty seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, is there, are there any like sort of highlights of things or, or I guess consistencies that you've learned from talking to these um, different producers and industry professionals? I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know really. Um, it, it was just, it was just nice to get different people's perspectives. Yeah. So we would go, we, we we centered soundproof around being very industry based and like talking about what's happening in the industry and our experience with how we've dealt with it um and i feel like now if we did it again i'd want to talk more about personal stuff as well if you yeah. get me mm -hmm. so you get both sides of it um but it was really cool just to see how other people had developed like musically and also like in an industry based way how they got to where they were um where they were um but no it was just like yeah, it's super cool to speak to all these people mm. in, in that sense. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's the that's the balance that like we're I'm sort of still trying to figure out when it comes to like this podcast is like when we go super in depth on the music and the production. Yeah. And then compared to like uh, talking about what we do outside of this and like and, and I think there's definitely different audiences that it, that it caters to. But I think once, once you find the balance, it, it's all right. It's not um, not too much, not too much of a stress, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, You've had a lot of NCS releases. Um, that green circle's really been running up, but <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, there's been a whole load. Um, what's uh, what's been obviously uh, what was the first track that you mentioned? The one um, uh, that you got to die. die oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, not not a fan of that one anymore. Really? Yeah, How come? Just not keen. I, I've gone a very different direction from then, so I'm yeah, not, yeah. not keen on that song anymore. Um, but you know, you put some stuff out earlier, and you're not always hundred percent on it. Yeah, of course, your, your style and sound change. Yeah. Right? Um. What have been, if I had to put it on you, what would be your top three NCS Tom Wilson releases? Oh, okay. So I think Be Myself's got to be up there because that was quite different. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I quite like that one. Um, although I'm pretty sure I got the the vocals on them when I sent the lyrics through. I'm pretty sure I sent them through wrong. I think it says <laughs> something different to what it says because it's like a vocal sample, Splice. Um, oh. So that, that was interesting. But yeah, Be Myself is up there. I think Zero Gravity's got to be up there. Because I'm a big fan of that. I, re I really like the way that, that, that kind of sound came out because that was quite different to anything I'd, I'd yeah. done, but it still incorporated that Tom Wilson sound, if you get me. Yeah. And I think it's got got to be Run For Your Life. It's yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. And we did, the, we had the remix competition for that. Yeah, yeah, that was really sick. Cool. What's it like hearing people actually flip something that you've spent so many hours it's in so, the It's so on? cool. Going through all the, I spent ages listening to all those remixes um, and I really struggled to pick a winner for that. But like, it's just so cool hearing that like people would spend like, because I know how long it takes to make a track, anywhere between like five and 40 hours or whatever. Yeah. The, the fact that people have spent that much time and are willing to send it in because like from my original track was insane. It was so cool to hear like. Yeah, it's, it's um, I mean, I guess it's like a really surreal thing because especially because like, you have an idea and a vision yeah. for what Run For Your Life is, and then someone might take it in a complete different direction. Yeah. We had a, we did the remix competition for um, Cartoon On and On, uh, which was part of NCS 10. Was that part of NCS 10? Did uh, we just do it around that time? I can't remember. I mean, it doesn't matter. It was at Christmas, right? Yeah, I think it was. Um, anyway, it doesn't really matter. And obviously, On and On is just one of the biggest things that there is when it comes to like uh, NCS and just the general... Uh, internet music scene but yeah. uh, I mean hearing people take something that's so iconic and then flip it in such an interesting way is just 
It's something you wouldn't expect, I guess. It's like, it's some of the genres people did, of the, like, I wasn't, I, I heard a load of house remixes of my one. That's surprising. It's like, it's like, but it's like hearing some of the genres that people can turn stuff into, it's impressive. Like, you, you would never think that would work with like the BPM and stuff. Yeah, of course. Songs, you know, so I think, it's yeah, super cool to yeah, hear. Yeah. Do you have, um, is there any like artists at the moment that you're keeping your eye on that you really like, like just fucking with what they're putting out? I, I, I don't know if there's anyone specifically. So like I'm, my, my thing at the moment is I'm really looking at a lot of the drum and bass people now because I'm ah. kind of cha changing my st style a bit. So there's a lot of people I'm looking up to and it's kind of like, it's all those, like all the classic UK, like Friction, K9, all those people, okay. but on a smaller level, um, have you had a document one before? No, no. So it's like, so there's some smaller artists, which I re really like their stuff at the moment. Um, is it this like UK thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There's, a, there's a real like, it's a renaissance time, I think. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a big push of the UK like producer artist. It's, um, but yeah, no, I don't, it's, it's weird. I haven't kept as much an eye on some of the NCS releases lately. I normally, I normally listen to all of them, but like, um, I don't know, my, my sound's just been shifting a bit. So it's yeah, like, yeah, it's, obviously I'm taking different, different influences from different places now. So. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it before we got on and I, I, you, you just touched it now on like the drum yeah, and bass yeah. thing. What, uh, there's been a bit of a sort of like a few, few months off for you. Yes. Um, and you've mentioned that you've got a few things in the work. What what kind of things have been happening behind the scenes? So I've probably got like eight or nine songs that are drum and bass that I'm really happy with. So I've got like a mix of kind of some liquid drum and bass and then some heavier stuff. Okay. Um, it's what 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 is that? What does that mean, liquid drum and bass? So liquid's just like quite it's quite chill. Like it's okay. focus on like that. You've got like just like um, the the kind of hi hats on top that are a little bit softer, but yeah. you're you still it's still punchy if you it's get like me. that running melody. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, it's a heavier it's drop, more melodic and kind of yeah. airy. Um, whereas like some of the other stuff is a lot heavier, like the one I showed you before. Yes, um, that tune. Yeah, it's stuff stuff like that. But I kind of, uh, yeah, it's just having stuff to play out partly. That was it. So I wanna, I've got a live set that I recorded quite a while ago. Um, and so I went back to my old uni and we kind of like did a proper setup and everything, like got oh, lights sick. and like- What uni did you go to? Derby, I went to Derby. Oh nice, all right. Yeah, yeah. Went back there um, and we filmed like a 30 minute set. Um, and that's kind of hinting at some of the new stuff and there's some unreleased songs in there as well, oh, which um, it's it's more trap stuff that's unreleased in there, but it kind of hints at some of the, what, what I'm looking to do with like drum and bass and stuff. But um, no, I've just I've just been taking time to figure out what I really want to make, um, what I enjoy making, and yeah, just developing on that. So awesome. Is there uh is there anything anything confirmed yet, or is it all just sort of up in the air? So there's um I've done uh kind of like a remix of uh Baby No Money track, which you just released called Mathematics. Um, it's well when this goes out, it will probably be out. Okay. Um, so I'm I'm gonna put that out and hopefully push that a bit. Um, but there's there's nothing specifically confirmed yet. I'm waiting for the right opportunities okay, and such. So, okay, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we can keep our keep our ears to the street for that one. Um, I think outside of just music, uh, we're what are we in now? We're in April, May, um, of of 2022, and obviously we've had the last two years that have been a bit of a weird one. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yourself just exploded in that year, managing to put out, like we said, three three or four tracks that year, and um. Yeah, I mean, continuing to grow just that Tom Wilson brand. But outside of music, what is it that you're looking forward to for the rest of the year and, and beyond? Oh, I just like traveling in general. So yeah. like, that's one of the things I love doing, um, especially traveling with the boys, just going, going places. So yeah, going to uh, Ibiza tomorrow. I'm going to Ibiza <laughs> for, um, for IMS, which is a music summit there. Um, and just, just seeing the lads out there and chilling and just, yeah, just honestly just spending time with mates like mm. a couple of us are going to the lake district for a weekend oh, awesome. in summer you know take the decks along have barbecue oh that's know. fire that'd be sick that'd be so good sick. fun um but yeah no traveling having a good time with mates you know trying to trying to work towards uh putting some music out doing some more live shows like but like yeah, i think just, you can't force it right no like, like those moments i think while you do it yeah if you're if you're happy in life like you you can kind of tell with people's music because it's easier to make music when you're happy with everything else. So true. Whereas if you're not happy with yourself, you're not going to be happy with the music you're making a lot of time. I and think, that, that I think can that's come true across to so many it. things as well. Yeah, like yeah. Not even just music. It's like when your mindset's more clear, you, you can, uh, I guess, stay, stay on top of stuff. And then the, the better that you feel, the more motivated these other projects are, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, we said earlier about you going to GoApe, and I always try to... <laughs> going to? Working at GoApe. And yeah. I always try and find, like, the most the slightest tangible yeah. thing to for this for this ending section yeah, yeah this is a real jump quite literally um for, for what our ncs uh 
what track would you listen to? A little round off bit is uh, but Charlotte, do you wanna do you wanna take it away? You you've really had a busy podcast today. I know. You've yeah. had to play some demos, you've, you've um, got your segment. What NCS track would you listen to whilst skydiving? Yeah. I'm thinking uh, just for clarity, I'm thinking your your drop's gonna hit as you jump. Okay. Is what oh. I'm saying. All right. I mean, feel free to disagree. Mm, okay. What do you think? No, that's fine. Okay, that, that's still works, right? we, we spoke. We spoke about this before. No cheating and picking OG tracks. Yes. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Good. Am I allowed to go with the one? That, oh, okay. I, know, it I just problem. think that's not yeah, a great yeah, track. Yeah. To uh, pick this. Let, let us let us know in the comments because I mean, you guys are obviously massive fans of of the any, any even the new and old songs that we put out. But do you think we should avoid using? I don't know what camera to look at when I'm doing this. If I should <laughs> look at a camera at all, I probably shouldn't. Um, do you think we should avoid in these hypotheticals using some classic NCS tracks? Because I feel like that just means you're going to win, right? I feel like because because of the fan base, you pick certain songs, you've won. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so. You whack on and on, and that's that's you, you, you've gone there. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. So, what NCS track would you listen to while, while skydiving? Charlotte, do you want to go first? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can go first. Um, mine's actually going to be a zo uh, Zom, a, uh, a Tom Wilson track, Ooh. right? Oh. Uh, and uh, it partially probably will be because of the name of the track. Okay. But I'm going to actually do Zero Gravity. Okay. Which I think is a, a cool little one. But get me get me to the drop, though. The best thing about it. I mean, in my eyes, that's already one. So. There you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've got Tom's <laughs> I, um, I think that, uh, that there's so much of me because I was going to do J uh, JPB High. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, I, I love the song to put and I, I'm genuinely a real big fan of Zero Gravity. I like that song a lot. But I mean, the, the name alone, it's, I feel like that's going to help me. Yeah. It's going to really help me. Where am I going? Gotta let go to see the magic happen. They got this suit, that Kinder Royal. That's Sui like on the face, like, so funny. Yeah. Alright, so now I'm like on the edge. And now I'm jumping. So I'm gone, I'm falling, I'm falling. That drops. That's what I mentioned about that melody. That's what I'm saying about the spot. That I space, mean, like, I love the little, yeah, 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 so yeah. cool. I think I'm going to want lyrics as I'm falling. Why? I just feel like I'd need something to focus on. Oh, okay, right, yeah, yeah. you want to like sort of zone out a bit. Fair enough. Tom? I'll go for uh, Murderer by Have. Uh, can't who else? I can't remember who else was on it. That's terrible, but that, that the drop is super heavy on that. I feel like some some heavy, some su a super heavy song to jump mm -hmm, out of. Mm -hmm. Just imagine, you know. You got the tension to build up as well. Yeah, that's so true. That's actually a part of it. Yeah. Like how how tense it builds up. Focus second. Who, who, who else is on this? Carbon and Emily Macus. That's it, Emily Macus. There we go. Lyrics <laughs> as well. Lyrics as well. Yeah, this drop's actually really heavy. Yeah, this might be a good drop. Imagine you're like hyping this up. I'd need this to force it to jump out. That's a couple of flips on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> you worked with Hayav on a track before, right? No, I haven't. Oh, you actually. haven't? I thought you no. had. Have you ever, have you ever connected? No, I'd, I'd love to. That's oh, sick. Definitely. If he's, he's very if he's sick. Yeah. That would be sick. All right, Charlotte, on you. <sighs> I wanted to do Lost Without You, but I know that's cheating because I did that. This happens every time. week with Charlotte. She 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 gives herself time by pretending that she... I might do... Just um, back it, back it. Royalties, Remix, Wigwares and Utter. Ah, okay. Okay. Because I think I want, like, more lyrics. Okay, this, this bit doesn't feel right, but... <laughs> <laughs> You ever, you ever got into listening to me on it? Yeah, really cool. Come on. I'm, I'm trying to get to that bit. I, always, I forgot we had the That's a sick. That Good choice. Can't be mad at it. Can't be mad at it. There's some. I think we, we're on a very even playing field there. And what I would also say is that we've actually... Usually there tends to be like a bit of a running theme with the kind of tracks that we pick. But that's a, a, yeah. bit, a, it's a lot of difference there. Go over to the community tab section. Let us know, uh, myself, Tom or Charlotte, who had the best tune for 
jumping out of a, a skydiving out of a plane. <laughs> not just jumping out of a plane. <laughs> so, uh, not not make condoning. Sure you got a parachute, yeah. yeah, make sure you got a parachute. <laughs> um, before we wrap things up, we said about like what's uh, what's happening in the next year for you, the kind of stuff that you're looking, looking yeah. Uh, looking to to do release etc but what's what's the bigger vision when it comes to the tom wilson project where do you want to see it in five years time say i don't know i don't i don't think there's anything specifically i think it's just like working towards maybe doing more live shows that's a big thing i'd, yeah. I'd love to love to play a few more events um and i don't know just having fun with music you know yeah if, if, if it's something that i can make enough money off to kind of live off that'd be awesome if not i'll still do it for fun you know so that's that's the way i see it just take it as it comes and just see where it goes you know that's the best way to be man you can't if, if a hobby happens to be a profession i mean so be it but if not a hobby is you do it because you enjoy it right? exactly that's exactly well uh thank you so much for coming on and, and helping me co-host without dan here no problem uh, <laughs> um, i think he's really got a, really got a really got his work cut out yeah i'm, uh, co I'm coming for you Dan. Yeah, <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for tuning in watching however you might be streaming etc uh t check out tom's socials in the links below go and show some love uh, and keep your keep your eyes on on his socials for maybe some upcoming tracks very very soon uh thank you so much for watching and listening to full circle we'll see you next time thank you bye Cheers, guys <laughs>